This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not. Because they're real. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. On a scale of 1 to 10, how pumped are you guys for that theme song? <laughs> I'm pretty pumped, Adam. This is the second time we messed up a recording the first time, so we are recording again. Were you guys more pumped or less pumped? I'm going to go down to a one and a half. Last time I was at a two. Yeah, and I, I chided you for that. Well, I didn't know all the words before, so this time... You kind of... So now you know the lyrics? Yeah, now, now, now I know the lyrics. Pumped. I'm really pumped. I'd say I'm at least a nine. Chris, I'll give hey, you five oh bucks if you can name that original song. Is, I know is, it. Is he right naming now. it for the first time? Oh, what it was based with the original Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Story a Story of a Girl. Wow. I asked Chris, Jake. Get yeah, off. I'll take the get five off. bucks. <laughs> Here I, you know go. I know the song. I heard it. That's familiar. I don't know the name of the song. Yeah, I'm hoping to get... I think it was Nine Inch... Why would I nine just Nine Inch Nails? Nah, it's not I Nine don't Inch think Nails. That, unless no. that was like their past genre. But I'm hoping yeah. to get that band on the show. Because uh, they're probably going to sue me one of these days. As soon as we get big enough. That's our goal for this one. Sued? To get... Sued by that band. Yo, we can get you sued by someone real quick. (laughs) Don't bring up Papa John's. Yeah, like sponsored by Papa John's. (laughs) All right, if you guys are wondering who you're listening to today, you guys are listening to the two-man duo of Northern Knights Productions. As opposed to the three-man duo. Oh, did you? Should I say three-man duo? No, no, no. no, no. Duo is what is bluffing. Because duo implies two. Yeah. So a two-man duo. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I thought we were throwing some shade, but we're not. All right, got it. (laughs) We are joined by Chris Bay. And Jake Muir. <laughs> Marvel, you asked me to put on some yeah, the show. I, I know. All right, let's just out Adam. <laughs> oh my god, let's just restart a third time. Let's just restart a third time. They just <laughs> dropped Hella Haunted for the 48 hour film festival. Oh, it was yeah. nominated for Best Film, Best Writing, and Best Graphics, but did not win a single one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just, wow. Well, wow. that's how it works on the podcast. Yo, I am. Hello, pissed he brought that up. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Well, if you guys are wondering what you're listening to, you guys are listening to the number one comedy news podcast, not only in Minnesota, not only in the UK, but welcome our new Swedish fans. Have you guys ever been to Sweden? I have not. I have not had this. I could, not, I could not point at a map and find Sweden. Interesting. It's next to Norway. I don't, I, okay, I couldn't tell well, you. Let me Norway pull up a map right now, Chris. Tell me where Sweden is. It's in, so, like, you know, the Europe? The Europe okay, continent? you know it. You know You know. Oh, if you know what Europe is, you I know do. where Sweden is. It's like is. the weird little appendages island thing. You know, Scandinavian and such. I'm gonna get some emails just cussing me out. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> nice but to, I want, I want, I was explaining the show. I think that's important. For Water Cooler Talk, we take strange, interesting, real-life news stories from across the world. We discuss them because people need help with their small talk game, and what better way to help them with some interesting news stories. We're all in the film industry. In between takes, we often talk about what we're having for dinner, what's the weather like, but what if we could talk about a politics who thinks the Nazis were gay. How would that change your life, Jake? That would uh, have a lot more heated conversations on, nice. on set as opposed to uh, talking about uh, how hot it is outside. Yeah. You know, it's, a it's a hot it one. Is, it is a hot one. It could one. be worse. It could, it be, could worse. be worse. It could be, you know, could be worse. Yeah. You know, hey, we could be all dead. Hey, at least yeah. we're in the rain like two days ago, huh? I got a book. Or not, I got a book. My friend got a book and it said, How to Talk to Minnesotan. And there's a whole chapter on the weather. And it says, Whenever somebody rates the weather, you say, It could be worse. That's, that's how we are around here. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right, guys. Before we get into this, first story, I want to ask you guys a question that will 
hopefully explore who you are as a person. You know, take it serious because this is a serious question. Um, and I think our listeners will really get a chance to know who you are from how you answer this question. Each of you, maybe if you guys want the same answer, think of something to say. But how much sawdust do you think you would need to put in a Rice Krispie before someone noticed that sawdust was in this Rice Krispie? What unit of measurement would you like? Grams. Grams? How many grams are in a Rice Krispie? Of, mm, of rice 17. Krispies? 17. I think 16. Really? It could be no, I think it could be sawdust. I think half. I think once you go more than half sawdust, then they'll notice. Sawdust. Have you guys ever tasted sawdust before? We, I, Yeah, Jake and I were both in theater in high school, so we okay. worked a lot in the shop a lot. That's what you guys do in the back. Yeah, you cut wood and stuff, and then sawdust just gets in your mouth. Or you just eat it. Yeah. Or you well, just eat a first yeah. snack. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do you gotta so union you, Jake, you're saying half. Yeah, I'm saying 90%. 90%? Do you I think people like, are stupid? Well, I, I feel like you'd notice, but I don't know if it would deter people. I feel like Rice Krispies are one of those things that you're going to eat. Wait, are you, implying, something. are you implying if it was 90% sawdust, which means in terms of volume of this Rice Krispie bar, the other 10% is divided up by marshmallow and Rice Krispies. I'm not saying how... So let's say, <laughs> let's, let's, let's picture this. You've got this Rice Krispie bar that's 90% sawdust. Right. 5% marshmallow and 5% rice no, See, now you're, now you're assuming facts I didn't say. Okay, then... I'm not saying how the 10% is divided. I'm just saying 90% of it is for sure sawdust. Well, once you Regardless. say that a Rice Krispie, just a regular Rice Krispie, is half Rice Krispie, half marshmallow. Look, I'm learning to cook this summer. I haven't got to the Rice Krispie unit on this, so I don't know how they're constructed. I just know you buy them and you eat them. You don't know how to you, make Rice Krispies. I just I gave you the directions. Listen, I'm not going to just assume everything is true on this box. Wait, <laughs> there's something we're not considering. There is also butter in Rice crispy bars. Yeah. So let's say 90% sawdust, 3.33% marshmallow, 3.33% uh, rice crispy. That's too much butter. 3.33% butter. No, that's you gotta have a lot of butter. It's well, that's way too much how butter. How much volume does the snap crackle pop take up? Because I feel like that's important. That's a good I don't point. Know, we're okay, not so six other factors. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna have 90% sawdust. J- J- Alright, I give up. That's right, too much J- math. Yeah, that's fine. Jake, we should go back to theater. the pigeon question. Yeah, that would've been a good answer. I stand by two pigeons. I could carry two pigeons. I'm passionate about this rice crispy bar question. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it. Was that the question originally i don't even remember what you asked me i asked you about how how much sawdust could you put in a rice krispie before yeah, someone you said noticed. half you yeah, said I'm half gonna say, yeah. chris said 90 percent, which is wrong i just know that's wrong it's too much well, okay right right into you have a twitter now right for the podcast yeah, yeah. wct underscore podcast so send all you people send who you think is right jake or chris awesome i don't really use the twitter a lot so hopefully people can find well me people will it. use it people will find it they could also see. email me at watercoolertalkpod at gmail.com that's where i get most of my submissions is hey, through that, you, you remember know. what your email was. Wow, <laughs> calling me out. Thanks a lot, Jake. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some stabbings. Jake, you have an interesting stabbing story. A buddy of mine, him and his friend were working at a bar down in Winona. And then this dude came in and just stabbed my buddy's friend. Awesome. He's fine, though. He's fine now. Yeah, that's good to know. I want to say it was like six inches deep. Is that, <laughs> is that far? That's that's as far as this guy got stabbed. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, oh, it's well, a common man. stabbing death. It's a common really? stabbing okay, death. That that's, how, that's how most... How far most knives it's can go? Less than six, 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 inches. six inches. How much is six inches? Well, yeah. Can, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're taking it. Awesome. Well, that's really small, dude. Yeah, well, well, I'm seen just saying, if, I'm just saying if, I, if I do like three of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you add them up. We won't even go into what we discussed before the podcast. Maybe for another time. Maybe when you guys are on the podcast again, yeah, we'll, we'll go into we'll that discussion. Yeah, shout out Paul Ryan. That's all. That's all. That's all we we're going to be the only people that get that, yeah, and that's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. That's I'm fine. glad. I'm glad you made that moment. Are you looking at the weather? I am. No, I'm He's... looking up this story, Jake. I'm informed. <laughs> well, let's talk about that story. I'm glad you transitioned there, Chris. Good job. You want to take over as host? Yeah, sometimes. If I'm ever gone, I will call you up. Sometimes. Anyways, man arrested for stabbing man over a 
seat reservations at the first Purge movie. This is from KXII News 12 Texas. All right, so Tammy Owens had taken her four and eight-year-old grandchildren to see Jurassic World on a Friday night. But instead of being met by the savory smell of popcorn and the roar of the mighty Tyrannosaurus, Owens and her grandchildren arrived to the theater to a patient being rolled out on a stretcher in a large police presence. The problem was Brian Morrison simply wouldn't sit in his reserve seat. After hopping from reserve seat to reserve seat, Brian decided to Goldilocks his way into a spot reserved by Terry Honore. Honore, with Morrison comfortably in his reserve seat, asked Brian to move. After getting up from his seat, Brian was overheard commenting to Honore, I should be able to sit wherever I want. Before we get into the stabbing, I'm 100% on board with Brian here. I don't think seat reservations in movies are a good idea. I get them. I get them i don't think i don't like them what are your guys' thoughts i don't think it's a good idea either i no, because it's like well, why i get it for like a, a premiere when it's going to be super busy and you want as a theater you want to be safe getting people in and out but for like a regular 10 o'clock showing on a tuesday why see i love movie reservations okay well, so we got some hot takes yeah we do have go for it I've tell me why i've had a bad experience so i well because like so there's Marcus Theater in Oakdale, right? That They switched over to where you can buy your tickets online beforehand. You pick your seat, and then you just stroll in, and you know where you're sitting. And it's nice, because then you can come at any time. You can come right before the movie starts. You can get your food. It's no stress. You don't have to worry about sitting in the very front row, and you can enjoy your movie. I don't know. Whenever we go to other theaters, it's always stressful. Especially if you're in large groups, you might not sit together. I just think it makes sense. And maybe you're on the same board here, Jake. I don't agree with paying two to three more dollars on an already expensive ticket to reserve my seat. I feel like that's part of the movie-going experience is trying to find your seat in the dark with your friends. Right. Even if you go with a group of friends, you're not supposed to be talking, so... That's true. But, like, at, at, like the movie that I'm referencing, it's not any more expensive than, like, Carmen. Um, I wouldn't pay... Well, I'm going to chime in right now and say that's a bold-faced lie. That, you motherfucker. You are, you are colluding with the movie theaters trying to get... trying to promote people to go to this specific movie theater. When we all know tickets there cost $45 no, at least. They're $5 on Tuesdays. Whoa, 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 whoa. let me get in here. Woodbury 10, <laughs> not bull, spots. Free popcorn, that's bullshit. <laughs> that, that's not true. That, that is, that not, is true. not true. You are Do lying. not lie Bet. to the listeners. I have gotten every Tuesday last summer $5 movies and you get free popcorn. Who'd you go with? If you're, well, it's back when I went Who, with my ex girlfriend. So not, not last, last summer? Not last summer, two summers ago, three summers ago, whatever it was. But I'm saying if you're like a member, you the membership's free. No. The membership's free. <laughs> oh, you have a membership. The membership is free. Oh, I have to sign up for a membership? Yes, you have to give it to my no. social security number. What do they need? What do they need? My pinky, f- pinky finger, huh? Yeah, they probably do. But I'm saying, once you do that, plus your email, it's five dollar movies, and you get free popcorn. Let me throw this you know- at you, Chris. Let me throw this at you. Woodbury Ten, please sponsor me, by the way. Woodbury Ten, the best theater in Minnesota. Guess what? Their matinee. 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 Wow, <laughs> I was way off on that one. Guess what? Their matinee prices are five dollars. Guess what? Their regular showtime prices are seven dollars. Yeah. Guess what? You can do at the beginning of the year. You can buy a $15 bucket. Every time you go in there, you yeah. get free popcorn. Guess how many times I've gone there just to get popcorn every time I'm near that location. Wait, just to get popcorn and not see a movie? <laughs> no, yeah, I just go and get popcorn Game and leave. Is- I mean, I get it. I, I mean, you know, I They have know. lost so much money on that thing, by the way. Yeah. I don't know how they're making money on it, but, I don't but know, don't but come at me with car money. I don't like Woodbury time. I'm just going to say Screw it. you. I'm, gonna, I'm an elitist. I'm a movie elitist. <laughs> I don't like to be on the same level as other people watching the movie. Like, I don't believe. I don't believe that. Stadium that, seating. I don't believe that this membership 
Chris is talking about is that easy to sign up? I will show you after Chris, this podcast. We will Chris, go to Marcus and Chris, I will sign you up. This <laughs> sounds as easy as it was for me to sign up to be a minister. <laughs> it was. Are you a minister? Yeah. yeah. Jake oh, is a minister. Because one of my friends is getting married and he wants me to marry them. And so he was like, yeah, you know, get ordained. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I'll look it up, see what, what I got to do. I woke up one morning and I was like, I'll check it out. Googled it, found the website. It was like, enter name, email, choose a password. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's see, let's see what's next after that. Did that, hit next, and it was like, congratulations. Wow. I love all this fake outrage Jake generated against me just to transition into his minister story. <laughs> yeah. I need everyone to know. He I has been wanting to talk yeah, about that the whole he podcast. He's been texting me just up leading up to this podcast. It's like, hey, dude, anything religious coming up? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake marries anyone when he gets true. the chance. That's true. Whenever yeah. there's two people together, Jake will marry him. It's my party trick. Yeah. Oh, that is. That's a nice good party trick. It's a stabbing. But back to this back to the, reserved seating yes, movie yes, theaters. Yes, yes, right, yes. I've right. had a bad experience with what that. Tell me about experience. it. I was very intoxicated. And I went to the movies with a with one of my roommates. And we were seeing The Disaster Artist. We went to uh, this theater in Uptown. And like it was like a signed seating. And we walked in a little late. It was all dark. Everyone was sitting. And this was like, there must have been like 300 people in this thing. It was huge. Right. I, maybe that was just me. I don't know. Seeing doubles. Yeah, maybe actually yeah, yeah. And we went to our seats. And there was someone in our seats. I was just like, okay, let's just go find somewhere else. And he was like, no, it's fine. Like, I'll tell him to move. And so he started telling these people that they were in the wrong seat. And they were just like, no, we're not. And he was like, uh, yeah, you are. And they were like, no, we're not. And that went on for what felt to me like 10 minutes of me standing in an aisle while everyone was watching me, while my roommate and this woman were bickering at each other about seating in the right spot. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't handle this. I, I'm going to lose my mind. Moral of the story, they eventually moved, but I was embarrassed. <laughs> I well, was... this is, and I think Carmike just had new seats, right? Carmike, I haven't been to Carmike in years. Or what movie Marcus, are you Marcus and wow. Oakdale. Okay, you are wearing a Marcus t-shirt, so you are publicly trying to get sponsorship. That but, is true. So Marcus, they have a big comfy chairs, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, okay, yeah. When I go to a movie, I'm going to, because I want to go to the movie theater. I don't want to go, I can, if I want to sit in something comfy, I can sit in my own house and pirate a movie. I'm going to are the you tell movie. Me, are you telling me right now, on January, no, I'm saying not January, July 14th, 2018, you could sit on your couch and pirate Ant-Man and the Wasp. Could you do that? No, you can't because no. it's brand new. I don't know. I just like to be comfortable in movies. It's a good experience. Stay at home then, Chris. Why? Stay at home. But at home, you don't have the big screen and the Dolby digital sound. That Marcus <laughs> Pay provides. more money. Pay more money. <laughs> Chris, stop. I don't know about your theater setup. I, I'm just, I just, and I like the communal aspect of it. You can't get that at home. Chris, this argument is making me want to stab you. <laughs> you are bringing out a knife. I don't know why you brought a knife to that this podcast. That is true. Podcast. I don't know. It looks like you could get six inches in someone. All I'm saying, all I'm saying saying is when you go to the movie you should expect people to be talking you should expect people to be eating popcorn so you should expect people to be you talking should like not, not disrespectful not like in a disrespectful manner but whispers here and there talking about ooh, that was a cool moment Ooh, what do you think about that and also you should expect to hear people eating or drinking whatever they bought at the concession stand that's part of the movie experience if i don't want that if i'm pissed off because somebody's discussing the movie quietly behind me or someone's chewing their popcorn too loud i'm gonna stay at home yeah. but don't come to my movie and complain about those things and then be like oh I wish there was reserved seating here so everyone could pay three more dollars I, I just want to state the fact again that it's the same price you and are lying Jake, to my we'll face that's a lie we'll that's a lie it's not a lie we'll look it up we don't look up facts on this show <laughs> apparently not the last movie I saw was Jurassic World and somebody in the back row dropped like a like, I think a coffee thermos or something <laughs> and it rolled all the way down to the front and it was so loud and disrespectful that never would have happened if you 
think if, it, if they had reserved seats. But that added to your experience of that movie. I can't even remember which side I'm arguing right now. <laughs> I feel like reserved seats has nothing to do with the points we're making. You can still have popcorn loud and talking during a reserved seating movie. That's not true at all. <laughs> it's just all I'm saying is reserved crowd. seating <laughs> is wrong. Look, I'm not even bring up the fact that you I'm can not get even gonna full service meals at Marcus. Also, See, <laughs> I don't. I don't want people coming in the middle of the movie serving someone a pizza next to me. It's not during the middle. Eat, a di- eat dinner before you come. Eat dinner mm-hmm. either before or after. What do you think? This is. If I can have a glass of house. wine and watch a movie in my reserve seating at Marcus Theaters. I'm not even get. I'm not even watch a movie. Just stay I'm at home, Chris. Just, just, right. just stay yeah, at home. Hey, you don't get stabbed at home. That's all I'm saying. Well, speaking <laughs> of stabbings, let's get to the, back to this story because I feel like one of us is going to get stabbed here soon. Uh, so, in response to Brian, so Brian is the guy who has been seat hopping. Terry, I believe his name is. Yeah, Terry is the guy. Hey, Brian, you're in my seat. Get out, bro. Brian gets up. He says, oh, "I should be able to sit wherever I want." Terry responds with this. He says. Is there a problem? First off, anytime that's said, a problem always comes sure, out of that. For sure. There wouldn't have been a problem. But now there is. But now there is. Now you had to say that, oh, yeah, there is a problem here, dude. Yeah. Every time every time that's said, every time I hear it in the bar, fights always break out. For sure. Terry's response, mixed with Ryan's increased aggression over seating, led to a physical fight between the two men and ended with Terry being stabbed in the abdomen by Ryan, who fled the scene shortly after. He got stabbed six inches. That was the... Uh, stab wound six you inches. Know, you want to remember the worst part about this whole story? Yeah. Neither of these men were able to see Jurassic World. <laughs> F- uh, the Fallen Kingdom. I'm seeing Jurassic World tonight. I already saw it. What were your thoughts? Oh, man. All right. Anyway, so this first off, I want to make it clear to the listeners. These guys were in the movie for the first purge. The the yes. old lady and her grandchildren, which right. we'll get to later, they were going to see Jurassic World. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot that part. Yeah. I like to. I, I usually like to tell my guests about half the story so I can sound smarter later on. Nice. Makes sense. It's a good power move. Well, Jake, how do you feel about the stabbing? Did you how do you feel about the stabbing? Appropriate yeah. reaction? I mean, at a purge? Well, I mean, you hate res- reservations. So, I mean, I think do you think a Stabbing for a situation like this is too much. I think stabbing. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I think stabbing went a little too far. Where know? do you think it crossed the line? I guess. Let me ask you guys that question. Where I do think you think it, it crossed? I think the a line? three inch stab is kind of like a like a. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I was stab. gonna. I was gonna say that <laughs> hey, the, yeah, the length of the blade. Yeah. I think if it was like a little toothpick, just a little like poking with a toothpick yeah. in the jugular, then the jugular. It's fine. Yeah. So like a shorter blade, but a worse area. That's what you're saying. That's yeah. that's the proper response. That's like I think so. super thin skin there. Yeah. I mean, I think six inches is a little too far. So you think stabbing is okay it's just the length the hey, depth of the stab was i'm not gonna too rule much. out anyone's response to anything i didn't walk in his shoes i don't know what kind of reservation nightmares he's had before <laughs> i'm saying six inches feels a little excessive but i don't know so where would you draw the line probably three inches three inches three yeah. inches is so you guys are still okay with the stabbing that's i mean i'm not okay with the stabbing I'm, I <laughs> but you understand hey, i i understand it where he's coming from i think the reservations are fine but apparently i'm wrong what do i know about stabbings i don't know anything so okay let's take this out of a movie theater and just put it in the reservations in general. If you had reservations at a restaurant... Well, well this is a completely different yeah, subject. And I'm bringing us into that subject. That's like comparing apples and oranges. If you had... Christopher, I want you to answer me this. Yes. If you had reservations at a restaurant, then somebody came into the restaurant and sat at your table, would you stab them? Do wait, wait, no. You're way? forgetting so many important things. <laughs> yeah. Like what? He said, okay, I'm is sorry. there a problem I'm here? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. The Purge is playing in the background. <laughs> And if someone came, if someone was sitting in my thing, and then you and Chris got up, and then the guy was like, 
Is there a problem here, man? Well, then there has to be a problem. There has to be a problem. It's the transitive property. It's the transitive property. Oakdale rule? Yeah, there's gotta be a problem. That's the dirty deal. gang. There's gotta be a problem. I wouldn't probably stab him, but again, I don't know what I'd do in this situation. I've never had that kind of disrespect thrown at me. I think if it was done in a restaurant like that, I think it would be a lot more factors, too. You could find a lot of utensils on the table. Yeah. like That's what I was thinking. Who carries around a knife that can stab someone six inches with them at all times? I mean, this is Texas, but... I mean, that's fair. You don't know when you're going to have to find dinner on the road, bring home. Like, I don't know what Texas does. but it's... I mean, I feel like if you're going to stab someone in the movie theater over reserved seating, you're definitely the kind of guy who has guns in his car For and sure. carries. For sure. Do you think he went I'm... into the movie expecting to stab somebody and this was just the first opportunity he had? Well, well let he... me ask you this question. He was seat hopping. Do you think he yeah. even had a ticket to this movie? Maybe. But I mean, he didn't stab everyone because it sounds like he got moved around mm. quite a few times. It was That's just once true. the what guy it? said, it's a problem. It was, it was, the, it was the trigger of, of yeah. well, he says, is there do a you, problem? Yeah, is there a problem here? Probably even think that there was a problem and he thought about it he's like you know what there is you a know problem. there is a problem yeah reserve seating knife. sucks yeah this knife's burning a hole in my pocket you know Oprah's <laughs> canceled <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's true <laughs> it was like he had a problem in that moment you guys want to know what Terry said as he was getting stabbed what did he say <laughs> wow this 3D is really realistic <laughs> yeah that's what he said <laughs> no he didn't no, oh I was like the 3D of the purge he still thought he was in the movie this is just like, a bit too realistic that's like 4D that's like those Spongebob things you have like science museums where they spray water on you and stuff I was in I was in I was in Denver at the aquarium. Wow, you went to Denver. Wow, cool. I know this is a wealthy listen, podcast. Listen, 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 listen. I was, in, I, was, I, was at, I was at an aquarium in Denver, and I was at the, I was in this like shark movie thing. Yeah, and it was supposedly 4D, right? Right. And so I was sitting there watching this. I was also pretty drunk at the time. All of your stories involve you um, being drunk <laughs> in someplace that's not Minnesota. And okay, so I was sitting there watching this thing. There was a moment when the shark swam at you really fast with the 40 they wanted to scare you so i shit you not what they did is a stick just a stick <laughs> poked you in the back like really even, like hard it hurt <laughs> i had trouble walking after it because it hurt so bad it was just a fucking stick rammed into my back in the middle of my back too like hit my spine i was like ah i just imagine it's like a bunch of employees dressed as sharks with a stick just ah it's 40 it was the most low budget 40 did, thing. They, did it shoot water at you too a, a little bit yeah but i couldn't focus on it because i had I couldn't fucking walk. Cause I got crippled. Because I got almost, I got stabbed by a fucking yardstick in the middle of this shark movie. Well, I'm going to call out this theater or this place. It was, a, yeah, look, just look up Aquarium in Denver. And it was there. It was a shark movie. It was the worst experience of my entire life. Don't, don't do it. You know what movie theater you don't get stabbed at? Don't bring up Marcus. I swear to God, Chris, if you bring up Marcus. Marcus theater. No. <laughs> okay. What? Let's just, let's, we need to wrap up this story before it gets. I want to talk end. about. The, the grandma grandma or the oh yeah yeah, yeah. we're getting we're getting right, there. Right, right. so police later found uh brian a few nights later and he was arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and is currently in jail on a twenty five thousand dollar bond let's get to the grandma i want to ask you guys this question who in their right mind brings a four-year-old to see jurassic world that is fair there's a That's lot of what violence i want to know i feel like the stabbing is the least violent part look i've okay you've seen it, i've seen this new you've jurassic seen the movie world, okay i'll be honest and okay spoiler alert a little bit there are some pretty dark things just like psychologically in this film too much for a four-year-old oh 100 it was almost too much for me i was like who would, why would do that you're older than four correct the podcast viewers uh i am five and a half years old thank you for that's uh, a little more uh yes five and a half is more than four correct Kristen. well i just like <laughs> thanks for bringing that up i just like the gra- i like the grandma's response because she was not in the movie that got the stabbing occurred they didn't even see the stabbing they saw like a police presence and then she's just like yeah no more movies ever movies are canceled well she didn't well she said i'm not going to a movie anytime soon yeah she's going back did she say anytime soon i thought the 
quote was, I'm not bringing my grandkids to the movies anymore. Anytime soon, I believe it was, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so it is anytime soon. But still, it's uh, like, I just don't know if that's the proper response. It's not. It's one of those things where it's like, you are nowhere near affected by this thing, yeah. but you're going to bring this up like, oh, you were affected by it? Well, how many stabbings have we, how many movies have they seen at that theater? I yeah. assume a fair amount. How many yeah, the percentage is probably yeah, like, really down for stabbings. That's probably the first stabbing that's even happened at that theater. Unless it's like a rampant issue. Even if she's gone to like, maybe she's brought her kids to more R-rated movies, because that's the kind of grandma that this is. Apparently. 10 R-rated movies, that's only 10% of the movies she goes to, there's potential stabbing. That's good odds. Well, and just <laughs> teach your kids not to ask a man if there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fine. <laughs> no one else in that theater got stabbed. Yeah, that's, that's true. No one else about. got stabbed, God. besides the guy who called him out for having a problem. Yeah. There's a movie going etiquette, Jake. You're right. You, I, you don't I'll call out a guy. I'll give it to you, Chris. I, my favorite part about the story is the last part of the story where it says they reach out to Cinemark for comment, because I want to know what they're expecting Cinemark to say. Like, no, we don't condone stabbing. It's like, what, what, what issue do you want? It's like, you know, we, we kind of understand why he was stabbed, yeah, but we don't like, condone it. Yeah, like, if you want them like, to have us, like, a statement, like, oh, yeah, Cinemark and its affiliates do not wish stabbings among its patrons. Like, what are they going to say? They're going to be so like, no, it made sense. Please stop. Please stop stabbing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds like he's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, I mean, so there's yeah. a problem. He got a problem. <laughs> like, All right, well, any closing words from you guys on this story? I'm just saying this would never have happened at any of the Madagascar films. Take your kids to appropriate movies, and if you have a choice of theater, Carmine, or Marcus Theater. Nope, nope, nope. I'm cutting that out. Woodbury 10. And uh, Tammy Owens, the grandma, we're going to have some words. I'm going to tweet at you. I'm going to say some nasty things. All right, guys. On to kind of nasty things. Some people think it might be nasty. I don't know. It's uh, everyone has their own opinion in the world. So I guess be free to choose your own opinion. I don't, that was a horrible segue. But anyways, let's talk about Kylie Jenner. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, GoFundMe created to help Kylie Jenner's net worth to $1 (laughs) billion. This is from News Hub New Zealand. We actually get a lot of stories from New Zealand, so that's pretty cool. This is so fucked up. A GoFundMe account urging fans to donate money to help Kylie Jenner move from multimillionaire to billionaire has been created and has since caused a media uproar. I checked it this morning, guys. Uh, they have a goal of raising $100 million. It is currently at $2,046. $2,046. dollars <laughs> There you go. That's why I brought you guys on. But why did this come up? So Kylie Jenner was just named on Forbes' 2018 list of America's richest self-made women. Uh, But she's just shy of becoming the youngest self-made billionaire at 21. I want you guys to keep on to that word self-made. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, She is 20 at the moment, but if you guys are wondering, she's turning 21 on August 10th. Happy birthday. What's well, on her birthday yet? Well, I, August 10th. I probably, won't, I probably won't get a chance to address her again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, she'll probably see this, yeah. so might as well. But anyway, so the youngest self-made billionaire is Mark Zuckerberg right. at 23. The youngest billionaire... Wait, he's 23 right now? He was no, 23. he was okay. 23. <laughs> Wait a second, he's aging. I reversed. think he's like almost 40, maybe. No, he, I don't know. I don't think lizard's age, though, right? <laughs> well, his human figure. Yeah, his human is, form is pretty. The youngest billionaire in the world, Alexandra Adressen, who is worth $1.4 billion, is currently the youngest billionaire outright at 21 years old, but is a Norwegian heiress and daughter of Johan H. Anderson Jr., owner of Ferd, a Norwegian investment company very active in the Nordic Stock Exchange. First off, I want to say this Alexandra Adressen, I followed her on Instagram. You never know. 
<laughs> she does have an Instagram. So wait, if you guys, wait, wait. What do you mean you never know? You think she's going to give you money? Or you well, gonna... like try to marry her. Okay, okay, okay. That's you... my plan. She doesn't have a lot of followers either. You, so I feel are you like... expecting her to post something saying, who wants to marry me? Hello, no, no. I'm expecting me, to like... And then you get married? Like slowly work into her Instagram. Well, hey, you have some DM. Swedish followers now. That's yeah. pretty close to Norway. So I'll, be, so I'll comment. She rides horses. I'll comment okay. on uh, one of her posts. I'll be like, oh, that's a cool looking horse. Come on the podcast. And then I'll like keep commenting on stuff and eventually she'll... Maybe respond it, to something and then I'll work her way into his DMs. That's how relationships kind of start these days. That's true, yeah. yeah Don't so, come at me, Jake. Yeah, so good for you, Adam. I'm excited to see. Yeah, thanks. See Thank you for. Hey, you, know, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to Kylie Jenner. We'll talk more about uh, Alexandra later when I invite you guys to the wedding. But I want to ask you guys this question I asked about self made. What defines self made for you guys and does Kylie Jenner work into that definition for you? 100% no, she does not. Why? She was born into a family that had so much money, and I'm sure she got a lot of it. I don't know, though. Well, this I I disagree with you 100%. Okay, Jake. H- why? So you look at that whole clan of Kardashian-Jenner women. <laughs> clan, okay. It, that's, that's, that's what they call it. That would be a good description of yeah, their okay, okay. clan. But you look at each of them. Yes, they had a good upbringing. But what Kylie Jenner has been able to do, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's net worth combined is just over half of Kylie's. So yeah, you can say, oh, she had this humble upbringing. She was rich by birth. But so was Kim. So was all those Kardashians. But she's made almost eight times as much as they have. Okay, okay. What I want to bring up just real quick is what the actual like headline I think said, which was like, uh, like the full thing is like, you know, Kylie Jenner, self-made millionaire, blah, blah, blah. And then it's followed by what are you doing with your life kind of a thing, which implies that she's doing all this stuff. And because other people aren't almost at a billion dollars, they're not doing anything. I mean, I get I get where you're coming from. It's more impressive for, say, someone from the lower class or the middle class to become a billionaire. But someone who's already in the upper class becomes a billionaire. Why is that? How is that any different? Just besides the story. Oh, uh, uh, cool. This poor guy's a billionaire now. She's built this yeah. empire. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't compare her to someone that like rose from nothing, but also yeah. like there's been plenty of people that have come from wealth and done nothing with it. And like Kylie did make a successful thing. So you got to credit her where credit's due, but it's not fair to compare her to people that have like started from the bottom. Exactly. Like well, her, her cosmetic thing, which she owns outright, and I think there's like five yeah, to seven 100%. employees there. It's a very small operation. Right. Everything is on the back end through the website. Yeah. She built that out of 800 million. I, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think her named help, but Kim Kardashian has her own empire type dealio thing, and it's not worth even close to as much as Kylie's is. Well, it's also just like that she's got just because of her family and who her family knows and her name, she has so many more resources to have the opportunities for these things. Well, other yeah. people it's not have. like, she, I mean, I don't know, I don't use, I don't use makeup, hot take, but <laughs> is it a better product? So I feel like people just buy it because they want to look like Kylie. So I feel I've like heard it's actually a pretty decently quality product maybe i was saying but i feel like if it's if people are buying it though because it's like a kylie jenner thing then it's like your name helps and Mm. if you didn't like she didn't have a whole lot of say in how she was portrayed right like she's famous from other people it's not entirely self-made yeah well i should probably put this out there i'm a huge kardashians fan i love keeping up with the kardashians uh courtney i think courtney is the most attractive kardashian like including the younger ones like the jenners yeah or like out of like the kardashian sisters out of the kardashian sisters for sure i think courtney's the most attractive too but anyways, what you think Chloe is? You think Kim is? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. So Courtney is. 
You seen Chris's? Chloe. You seen Caitlyn is? Look, Chloe. What? Are you going to say Chloe's the most attractive Kardashian? Look, Chloe's cute. I'll say it. Hot take. I think Chloe has had the best glow up out of all of them. But Courtney is still. I don't think so. She's a younger one, regardless. But yeah. Well, let me get to this. Even even. No. What we're going to say is no. No. What's the other one? Kylie Kendall. 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 Kendall, I think, is the most attractive out of all of them. What? She seems the most down to earth. I don't remember what Kendall looks like. Never mind. She's the she's like the top paid model in the world. Yeah. But anyways, I want the point I wanted to get to is being a fan of the Kardashians. Obviously, I have a bias, but I'm very much impressed on the empire that whole family has been able to build off of being friends with Paris Hilton, off of the OJ trial, and off of the obviously the sex tape. That's super impressive. That they were just this order. Yeah, they were upper class family, but they built a media empire off of those three things. I think that's incredibly impressive. And then Kylie to do it, you know, when we talk about self-made, people are like, oh, you have to do everything yourself. That's not possible. There's no actual self-made millionaire or billionaire. There's teachers helping you along the way. There's people helping you along the way. So there's no self-made. I mean, even Zuckerberg he was from Harvard. I mean, I imagine he's not. That was yeah, he, poverty. Zuckerberg like, stole the idea of Facebook. So you're saying Zuckerberg's not a good guy? I mean, sure. Well, I, yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll agree there. Okay. But I'm just saying, I, I think she gets a lot of flack for being yeah. in the Kardashian name. I definitely agree that that helped her get to her point where she's at now. But I do also believe she's put in a lot of work, a lot of time that people just don't think about because sure. they're like, oh, she was just handed everything. Yeah, I mean, she didn't inherit her makeup company. I mean, it was only no. possible by her, where she started. From. Yeah, I mean, it is the name that is kind of like is what I'm sure helped a lot. Well, <clears> yeah, like, like and like I said before, like my issue with this story is that it is kind of yeah, kind of it's like they're comparing this to everyone else that did not have like all of these like advantages that she had. Well, so that's well, my issue. What are your thoughts on Jay Z? Jay Z? Do you like Jay Z in the empire he's built? Not attractive. I don't know again. anything about Jay Z. Oh yeah, I forgot we talked about <laughs> yeah, Jay Z. Like, still not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I think. But um, okay. So this is the thing I wanted to say is people get sucked into the old conversation of, oh, the Kardashians are built off a sex tape. But you have people like Jay-Z, Tim Allen, who are drug dealers, and now everybody loves them. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Tim Allen? Yeah. He was a drug dealer. He was was arrested. Tim Allen? (laughs) You guys didn't know he was arrested for cocaine? Tim Allen. Tell me that cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Tim Allen. So like, if I listed three names, I was like, Pusha T, (laughs) Jay-Z. Tim Allen. You guys didn't know Tim that Allen was a drug right dealer who, who no. got arrested for coke? Home improvement. When? Tim Allen. Wow. Okay. I, I, sure. I, I need to look. The, Buzz I'll look Lightyear up, himself? I'll yeah. look up You're his mugshot. Buzz Lightyear was pushing coke? Wow. You guys need to what? get I, out I, more. I not, that's the liberal media. They don't tell me everything. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen, 78 mugshot. What? <laughs> Arrested for cocaine. He was a drug dealer. All I'm basing this off of is, you know, people say, oh, Jay-Z is a, a mogul. Tim right. Allen is... You guys didn't even know Tim Allen was a drug I dealer. Take, I don't know anything anymore. No, my opinion <laughs> So to say right. Kylie Jenner is can't be a billionaire because she's already had this start. Yeah. It, it, I don't... I'm I'm very much supporting her on becoming the youngest billionaire. I sure. think it's an amazing thing. I think she can. Yeah, yeah, I think she can be. I'm happy for her success. Yeah. I just don't think, like Jake said, it's fair to compare it to people that don't yeah. start with those advantages but yeah so, like self-made billionaire too because it's like that I feel like that implies like starting from like working your way from like zero to a billion mm-hmm. but well, I'm sure realistically it started like for her it was like started with like some million to a billion well and even just the capital because like if there's an attractive woman that wanted to open a makeup line you know how much like capital you need to do that I feel like if you're already in that scenario like the parents not just much fun, I don't like, think it's that you guys have apparel online I, I feel true. it's like the same thing I guess that's true but I don't know I, I 
That's fair. If you guys were attractive women, yeah. you guys would be billionaires by now. That, apparently. Apparently we need our own. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Jake figured it out. But how about the GoFundMe, though? Do you think? Well, okay. Obviously, <laughs> let's talk about the GoFundMe. This is obviously a joke. Well, yeah, we it, can all agree to that. Well, yeah, like, I think it's it's the fat Jewish fat on Jewish. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Set up as a joke. It's already been taken down one time. There's no way GoFundMe. You have to reach the goal for those funds to be yeah. on there. The right. I think the highest, the largest GoFundMe is for the Times Up Legal Defense Fund, which is at twenty one point five one million. There's no way this will ever reach a hundred million. So I feel yeah. like all the people who have already contributed did it as a joke. Yeah, because right. they know that money's coming back yeah, to I'd them. Send them yeah. five bucks. I think people are mad about too many things today. Oh yeah, I, mean? I don't know if you guys. Read some of the comments on the Instagram post, but holy crap, people! Yeah, think. people are very upset at the GoFundMe thing. It's it's like people can't take a joke these days anymore. Everyone gets offended, and at the end of the day, Kylie Jenner is going to be the youngest billionaire, self-made billionaire in the world, no matter how you define self-made. Sure. And be happy for her, because yes, she did have an advantage, but she still built this company to where it is today. And to be smart enough to own the whole company, like I think Jessica, there was a something about Jessica Simpson when she sold her company which was worth like billions of dollars she owned maybe like 10% of it and she I mean she got like 50 60 million dollars but still to be smart enough to own your full company and then yeah. to have this media or um makeup yeah. empire and only have a six to eight employees is impressive. impressive yeah did any of the other kardashians have makeup companies prior to that i think i, I feel don't like... think so i i know kim has something i think she has perfume yeah 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 i, she has perfume. I don't know but they're all they're, yeah they're good business people for sure you can't you can't yeah. knock them but... yeah i think yeah at the end of the day <clears throat> people hate on the kardashians the jenners people can hate on Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not a fan of Caitlyn Jenner just because uh, she killed a person, but I talked about that <laughs> on a previous podcast. Yeah, that's true. I, I like the Kardashians. I like the Jenners. I like what they've been able to build off of what they've been handed in life. Sure, yeah. Any closing words? Kanye, wait, who is the other? Lamar Kanye, Odom. Lamar Odom, <laughs> or Scott Disick? Uh, no. Scott, Scott, 100%. Oh, yeah, Scott. Scott's the coolest freaking guy I'm not in the world. Scott. You basically are Scott. You kind of remind yeah, me of Scott. Yeah, you're a little Scott. Dude, like, I like Scott. Scott was funny. He's yeah. a yeah. He's always there was always a summer. There was a summer that I kept up with the Kardashians, and I was a big, <laughs> nice. I was a big team of Scott. Well, interesting. We're going to take a break and watch the Kardashians. All right, let's take a break, and we're back. All right, guys, on to the next story. We just took some cocaine. We got some cocaine on the table right now. We're okay, having now. a blast. I'm I'm so surprised that you guys did not know that. How did you know that? This what, is, that's this literally on every. What's a weird thing you know about a celebrity thing? Tim Allen, drug dealer, cocaine. Do you guys know Robert Downey Jr. used to deal drugs? And was on oh cocaine? yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a lot. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. Let's okay. Yeah, let's take a hot. Take. Let's, talk about, let's talk about. Let's talk about the glow up Robert Downey Jr. You got Jr. very said. excited about this, yeah. so I will let you. He, because he, he did stuff. Because he was not, I don't think like a child actor, but he was like a... Kind of. A little bit. Like teens, young... Yeah. He was on Good Days or Happy Days or... Was he on Happy Days? No. (laughs) No, no, that's Henry Winkler. Uh We just got nominated for uh, an Emmy in Barry. Barry, the HBO comedy. If you have not seen it, the best new show. Is that Bill Hader? Yeah, Bill Hader, uh, Henry Winkler. The best new show on television right now. If you have not seen it, watch it. I give it my full endorsement. Um, Back to Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. He got, he went so deep in the gutter. He was fucked. And then, and then they were like, "Hey, you know what? You want to be? You want to play Iron Man in this little movie?" And he was like, "Yeah, hey, okay." He went. <laughs> he's so famous and so rich now. I can't yeah. even fathom. Yeah. Could you imagine being him going? He was on Ally McBeal. Oh yeah. I could not imagine being Robert Downey Jr. Because they're asking me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine being him either. <laughs> not I, even a little bit. I just, I just, wow. I thought I knew Tim Allen. Not anymore. Yeah, you don't know Tim. I thought I could have been. Toy Tim Story Allen Four before. is gonna come out, and you're gonna not I'm gonna tell to go every to kid movie. that goes in that yeah. theater. Guess what? This guy 
He likes drugs. Yeah, and the kids are like, Allen. do we have a problem? And we're going to see where it goes. Yeah, stab him. No, Tim, <laughs> Tim Allen's one of the only, I think like one of the only like major celebrities that like went to the inauguration. Sorry to interrupt here. Do you guys it's know really Iris funny. Ibla? Idris Elba? He, he was also a drug dealer. When? Before what? he got famous. I've seen enough movies where he like seems like a drug dealer where I can kind of buy it. He was in The Wire. I've never seen The Wire. I actually just started watching the first <laughs> episode the other night and I kind of fell asleep halfway through. But but yeah, he was also a drug dealer. Because I had looked up, I was like, because I knew about, you know, Jay-Z selling yeah, cocaine for 14 he years. Raps about it all the time. But I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to look up more actors, actresses who may have been drug dealers. And there was like a list of 35 people. Tim Allen was on there. You know what I could see selling drugs? Hmm. Frankie Muniz. No, no, he's a fucking um, a NASCAR driver. I know no, not NASCAR. NASCAR. Driver, not now. NASCAR. Formula, Formula One. one yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying I could have seen him selling drugs before. That guy is set for life. Yeah, he's mouthing. I mean, as long as he saved his money well. Because he hasn't done anything since probably like 2006. Agent Cody Banks? Yeah, I think, this, I think the second yeah, the Agent second Cody Banks came out in 2006. That's a thing we need to reboot. We're rebooting all these old franchises. You want to reboot Agent Cody Banks? Yes. What story are we even talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> we, we just got into our third story about cocaine. We were talking about cocaine. I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, we're all on cocaine right now. And ah. then we went on a cocaine binge. Uh, so it makes sense. Anyways, cocaine cowgirls says she helped smuggle drugs so she could get Instagram likes. This is from the Charlotte Observer. This is a little older story, but I still wanted to bring it on. So when 24-year-old Melina Roberge, she's probably French, who cares? She's in jail. Was first recruited by her sugar daddy to smuggle more than 30 million worth of cocaine into Australia, she balked at the idea. But when she was told it would become the trip of a lifetime, she was sold. Melina, along with former porn star Isabel Legace, decided to smuggle the cocaine, but not for the money, not for the drugs, but for the likes and attention. Melina and Isabel were then flown first class to the UK to join a cruise ship to act as the glamorous foil for the real business of the drug importation. They were given first class cruise tickets worth $20,000 and about $5,000 spending money. Weeks later, Melina and Isabel were caught by Australian authorities using drug dogs with over 200 pounds or 95 kilograms of cocaine stashed away in their suitcase. Melina pleaded guilty to drug smuggling charges and was sentenced to eight years in prison. Isabel, who had received a reduced sentence for the early plea, was handed 4.5 years. First off, I want to ask you guys this. She was given a certain amount of money to do this. How much money would you need to be paid to smuggle 200 pounds of cocaine into Australia? I'm assuming all expenses are paid. You have a sugar daddy, so don't worry about it. You know what the percentage of people getting caught smuggling drugs into Australia is? About 13%. How, 13%? No, I have no idea. I how, just made how, that up. Is that where we're going? How much cocaine was it again? 200 pounds, which is $30 million worth of cocaine. I don't think I could do it. Why? 10 million. What? 10 like million? I couldn't spend that money. 10 million. You think a drug dealer is going to give you a third. third of the take to smuggle? Well, you're going to get killed. Or they could just say no. <laughs> That's not how Tim Allen rolls. <laughs> that's not how Tim, Tim Allen, Allen rolls. We have no survivors. What about you, Chris? How much? I don't think I could do it because I don't think I'd spend the money. I know it's not like a sexy answer, but like. Did you say you couldn't spend the if money? If I had money from smuggling drugs, I'd feel bad about it. What? what? What is wrong with you? Sorry, I was raised not in a drug dealing home. Okay, say that you were raised in a drug deal. Say you were raised with Tim Allen. So if I was okay with smuggling drugs, yes. how much money would it take? No, and Tim Allen is your daddy. And Tim Allen is my daddy, daddy or dad? He's your daddy. Sugar daddy. Sexual daddy. Daddy, you call him daddy. I mean, you can do whatever you want with him. It's up to you, Chris. What did Jake say? A third of it? 10 million. million. Like 1 million. 
I think that's more reasonable. Yeah, I was like, if I was okay with smuggling drugs, I would do it for one million. Well, Melina was offered a hundred thousand to do it. How much yeah. is her bail? Uh, it didn't say. She's oh. in jail for a long time. Yeah, mm. but she didn't even do it for the money though. She didn't do it for the money. She did it for the Instagram. Can likes. we find her Instagram? I'm pretty sure I you probably so. could. Look it up. Probably up. Know. Probably not. Melina was expected to net around a hundred thousand dollars for working the job, but told court she was signed on not for the money, but because she was driven to and I quote take photos of herself in exotic locations for likes and attention. Isabel the porn star lady signed on to clear a debt of $20,000. So first off, both of these girls are not getting paid enough for their services. That's the first thing you want to think here. These girls are not smart. Uh, I always like to point out that Molina's Instagram is private, but her bio says currently traveling. I don't think that's true. <laughs> currently <laughs> traveling in jail. Uh, send her a follow request. Uh... <laughs> We'll get back to that. Okay, what was your question? Oh, wow, I was uh, I was just saying that um, Melina was paid $100,000. Yeah. Isabel, the former porn star, was paid $20,000, but both of them didn't care. And I was just saying that they both obviously are, if they're dumb enough, first off, if they're dumb enough to smuggle cocaine into another country, yeah. they're not the smartest. But if they're willing to not realize how much cocaine they have and how much that is worth and not to be That's able cool. to properly... So you're, Wait, so your issue with this story is their negotiation skills? Yes. <laughs> I mean, people smuggle drugs as part of life. Look, I told you already, 10 million would be my asking price. Is yeah. way, you're getting killed. You're, or they say no. They're not going to say no. They're going to say, oh, let me tell you about all my drug operations. Then, oh, you don't want to do it? All right, you're fine to just go do whatever you, you want to do. This is like a, like a Yelp-reviewed this is, Imagine this is the cartel. You think the cartel is just going to let you go after they tell you about their drug operation? Okay, so okay, so let me just make sure I'm getting this straight. They, if they tell you about it, you basically have to say yes to whatever price they say. Kind of. So yeah. you, you can't negotiate. Well, I feel like you could. <laughs> you could? So I can well, say $10 oh, million dollars and then they kill me. That's what you're saying. Well, no, no, I feel like if it's excessive, yeah, they might be pissed off. But I feel like if you're like, oh, I'll do it for half a million. I feel like they'd be like, all right, that makes sense because we can make, you know, a hundred yeah. times I mean, that. Maybe they'll stab you a little bit, but you'll live. That's not what you ask for. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, during Molina's trial, and this is the big point I want to get to, District Court Judge Kate Trail stated, It is a very sad description of a relative age group in society that seem to get self-worth relative to posts on Instagram. It is sad that they seek to attain such a vacuous existence where how many likes they receive are their currencies. I get it. Let's talk social media here for a second. <clears throat> People are very driven by likes. They're driven by watches, listens, stuff of that nature. And I think that's very detrimental to somebody's future. Because you you talk about something like Melina and Isabel, who literally they're like, oh, we'll just take a summer to travel, get more Instagram likes. But they don't realize the repercussions behind their decisions. So I feel like that's very common in today's day and age of people doing these crazy things just to get a few extra likes and not realizing that your future has to deal with this as well. Well, I mean, if I can quote my favorite American-Canadian philosopher uh, Aubrey Graham, aka Drake, on his, on his latest <laughs> album, he said, I know a girl whose one goal is to visit Rome then she finally got to Rome, and all she did was post pictures for people at home. And if that doesn't sum up all our whole culture, I don't know who would say better. How long have you been looking for that quote, Chris? Uh, a little bit. It's on his new album, Scorpion. Uh, just came up. But anyway, we yeah. are sponsored. We are sponsored by Drake. So by that's Drake. Really yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy though. That like people do that. Like even like the Drake quote. Like people take these crazy trips and do these. 
crazy adventures and then they just like just focus on their phone they just focus on social media just because like that's all they care about they don't care about the memories well yeah it's very much social media has been first off i want to say social media is a wondrous thing to be able to connect people from across the world to see all these cool things to see all these new styles of art but right. i feel like we've used it the wrong way i feel like people use it to make others envious of what they're doing it's become hey look how cool i am well yeah, I, people love attention i love attention yeah jake does but i don't, I don't remember the exact quote or the exact statistic but it was like plastic surgeries have been up like 20 percent since 2002 or something really yeah so it's like i was listening to this plastic surgery talk the other day and there's like it was some number some significant numbers increased since like 2002 or 2000 and so that that directly like coincides with like social media era so it's like yeah. people are like way more self-conscious about their image people see i feel like now it days too like it's like even like back to kylie jenner like people try to look like them and if they say they got any plastic surgery at all people like just do it because like oh i can be exactly like these people yeah it's just crazy that you're just bombarded with all these images and then you feel the need to do it like i get it it's sad i'm wondering if it's like people have always been envious of like i'm wondering if it's like people have always been envious of these celebrities and stuff but now they're able to see or to like get a look into like the day-to-day lives of these celebrities For, well yeah i was i was listening to this other this other show and they were talking about how in the past celebrity was like about being mysterious like you only heard about rappers and actors and stuff when they had a movie or an album come out like you didn't know anything about their life and that was like cool because you're like i don't want to know celebrities but now every single day they're in your face on like instagram stories and stuff they tell you all the products they use they tell you yeah. all the clothes they buy it's like in theory you could copy their whole life so it's like i don't know if that is a driving force but like well, yeah and that's the thing with social media like i got rid of my snapchat and i would like to get rid of more but i want to talk to you guys later about this oh we were friends on snapchat yeah, I thought it was too. But I guess we I don't used know to be, I don't know but I got rid of it. Yeah, I unfriended you guys to. first and then <laughs> got rid of it. I get it, I get it. But when you're looking at social media, it's the happiest times of everybody's lives. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, you know, sometimes you're looking at social media, you're in your bed, you're taking an off day, and then you see all your friends doing all these cool things, traveling to cool locations, and now you feel shit about yourself because you wanted to take an off day. And I think, you know, even Facebook has said that they play around with your dopamine receptors through their site they've even claimed that so it's there's mm-hmm. this obviously social media has this effect on people's mental health over time i think it's going to be very very much detrimental to people's future lives you know you think about kids we grew up in a time where when we grew up social media wasn't a huge thing mm-hmm. so we've kind of grown accustomed to social media we know oh we don't have to put everything on social media but you have kids growing up nowadays who literally grow up with an iphone in their hand they yeah. literally grow up with an instagram account and how how are they going to be affected when they're 20 30 and literally everything they've ever done in their life is on the internet i think that's i think that's dangerous especially for like middle schoolers because it's like mean well, well, <laughs> well not only that it's just like they're stupid so they put everything on there and then they're going to get old and realize oh shit I shouldn't have shouldn't have done that like yeah the amount of things we said in middle school yeah it was not good no it's not good and if we said that online forever I don't want to see like I got embarrassed looking at my like high school likes on Facebook when Facebook came out yeah I have the <laughs> yeah because I have the like uh, like you have memories on Facebook thing every morning yeah. that like, pops up and I like look at that and I'm like it's like nine years ago I posted a status saying like hello old board got a baseball game tonight dot 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 yeah I'm like why would I say that I don't fucking care it is true though like I, i'm gonna sound like an old man but it's like yeah our generation's last generations like know what it was like before stuff so like we're mm. kind well, of we grew up like at the turning point yeah like i still played with like stuff outside and like we mm-hmm. had like dial up and it was like you couldn't talk on the phone and be on the internet like i remember those days yeah, but, yeah kids yeah now, trying to play runescape yeah. and your mom gets oh, on the phone hell yeah <laughs> yeah you had to call people's parents landline and talk to them during the like free hours at night or hey we had a buddy we'd do that until fucking college right until yeah yeah one of our friends didn't get a phone for a while but yeah but yeah now these kids have things in their life and it's like i saw somewhere that like in Silicon Valley, like the Steve Jobs of the world, they don't let their kids have phones. 
until they're like older and like they send their kids to the phoneless like technology less schools okay. and that's super interesting i, mean, I, 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 I get the reason behind it but it's like also technology is going to be part of our future right, so maybe like, they should but it's like more like they don't because like kids now like you go to some schools they have like cell phones ipads so got like it okay school. they don't sense. have that and their kids they don't let their kids have personal cell phones until they're like in high school or something yeah i i i could see high like high school is when they get phones and stuff but also like i feel i feel like that can be so tough for like the social status of middle schoolers because that's such a big thing if you're a middle schooler and like you just don't have a facebook or like you don't have a twitter then people can be like like they're so mean they could be like you don't have a facebook like <laughs> what a fucking dweeb and then you're roasted every day i remember that that was how it was with Yu-Gi-Oh cards if you didn't have a certain Yu-Gi-Oh card you were freaking roasted yeah you know i'm gonna go on a little bit of tangent senior year of high school oh hell yeah chris and i and our, some of our friends, we got super into Yu-Gi-Oh! Again. Yeah, back into Yu-Gi-Oh! We how, bought so how much much... did you... Okay, you're the one who spent a lot of money on Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I don't think I spent that much money. I you spent at least $100 that's on Yu-Gi-Oh! That's not... That's a fair... That's a I lie. am 100% positive. Is that 0% true? No, because a... you bought this, like, exclusive pack on Amazon. For no, like no, <laughs> That's not true at all. Listen, yes, it is! Listen, nowadays, people are just selling Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, so you can buy, like, the random packs of 500 for, like, 10 bucks now. So, like, that's what I did. I bought a few of those. So I had a lot of cards. I did not spend anywhere near $100. It, I, I, it it was not okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree, but you guys have a fun time. Well, I don't know what we're talking about now. Male schools being mean. We we're talking about senior mean. senior year of high school. You guys got back into Yu Gi Oh. It was a good time. I it loved was, it. It was honestly. Actually, I think like the drawings on that. That's the reason I bought them because the drawings were so. They are cool. cool. And plus, now we're older, so it's like there's more strategy. We're not just like like dicking around, but like it was it was a fun game. Yeah, it was a fun time. I don't know, but like, yeah, it's hard too because like I don't I don't like my kids. I worry about like I don't have kids currently. Just to put that out there for podcast. Jake, what about you? Uh, not like, not yet. My future kids. I'm saying like yeah, you want to limit screen time to have because obviously showing there's studies that show it meant like has bad effects in your mental stuff when you're young enough but also technology is such a big part of our life and that's not going away so you kind of have to like make them fluent in it yeah like they have to learn how to use it they have to be aware of technology so you can't like shelter them there should be like a class like in middle school of like some kind of class about how to safely use technology and like the internet yeah for sure and something like that like rather than just like ignoring the fact that all this is happening embrace that people are doing this and just teach them like get ahead of the curve and be like this yeah, is, I think that's very smart because yeah. this is this is on an extreme. Like most kids, like younger kids under eighteen, don't know, know sending pictures, naked pictures yeah. to each other is still considered child pornography. Yeah, even if you're under eighteen. Like I said, that's an extreme. But teaching things like that to be more aware of what's happening on the internet, how to use it properly, I think is super yeah. important. And like learning like sites that you should use, like what to look for, and like like only go to Pornhub. Exactly. Yeah. And like like which sites, like how to find dangerous sites, and like making sure that they know not to communicate with strangers on the internet too yeah you've watched like, enough catfish or whatever the show, uh, catfish, or, not catfish what's it called the catch predator catch predator yeah Jake <laughs> loves that show I'm I was just I watched like a whole binge the other night when I couldn't sleep it's I was such just like fun. I'm just going for it I mean it's bad but it's fun I there was this study that literally said this was from a previous podcast episode that literally said kids don't have as strong as fingers anymore for writing because they're literally using phones and iPads instead of writing what about typing wouldn't that exercise fingers too I mean I don't have to type anymore though who exactly. uses Says, oh, yeah, who uses a desktop anymore? That's a good point. Oh, it's sad, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's super important. Are that... they still teaching cursive? No, <laughs> that's fucking that's bullshit. Long out day. I remember that was such a huge. They thing. got rid of that cursive. They got rid of that R year though, because like I, t- I remember taking it in third grade, and then like. Why was, was it always third grade? I don't know. 
don't understand. That was the first part. It was part one of Curse of Us Third Grade, and part two was fourth grade, but when we got to fourth grade, they canceled it. So we never <laughs> learned part two. So I, I have a very loose grasp of cursive. I can do my name kind of. If you've seen my signature, you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, was, I have a signature, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know how to do I read my grandma's letters, and I just like get profusely sad because I can't <laughs> read any of them, and I'm like, I feel like I just missed out. I've on always had this video idea where these kids need to go back in time to write the Constitution, but they can't because they don't know cursive. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea. Funny. I'll cut that out then if we're going to. Yeah, my best use it. All right, well, let's let's finish up the story real quick. I want to ask you guys this. This is still the cocaine story? Yes, this is still the cocaine story. But the, the reason I chose it because it was to talk yeah. about social media. I think that's important to talk about, have that discussion. The reason I wanted to bring that discussion to you guys is our whole business model is centered around social media. To be kind of in the fence of, is social media good or bad? Do you guys think we could exist in our field without social media? Do you think there's a possible way to get out our content to grow without social media? Media. No, people. I mean, I, I mean, people did it. Yeah, but not today, but not anymore. If if we got rid of social media, it'd be fine. But if social media existed and we just removed our, I don't know, because like I think once you get to a level, you could like you see like Beyonce, those people just like secretly dropping albums. Like when you're at that level, it's I mean, it's on social media, but it'd be people would find out about it. But if you're growing, I don't know how you could. Well, yeah, I feel like Tarantino doesn't have yeah. any social medias. Yeah, and like I've yeah. like I've thought about deleting Facebook and everything. Not Instagram. I love Instagram. So Instagram. But I, I think about deleting everything else a lot. But it's like you need it for like our business, like you said. That you need it to market. Yeah. Like I need to have a Facebook so I can share content. Yeah, I get yes. most of my business through Instagram. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. as like freelance artists, like that's kind of how you network. Yeah, so you have to you have to be on it, and especially like yeah, you have to have a social media presence in our in our industry. But it's stressful. I don't know. I don't think you can anymore. I think you have to embrace social media, and like you yeah. can do it responsibly, but like it, ha- it has to be part of. It. I think that that's where it's moving towards. I definitely agree. And okay. We don't utilize it well enough. I, I don't should. use it well enough. Yeah, we need to do it better. I don't because I know Twitter is like huge for podcasts. I don't even know what to I use don't Twitter. like Twitter. I, I never ever tweet. I only use that to like see. I'd see funny. I sent yeah. one tweet from the New West account, and I tweeted at Drake, and I was like, "Oh, hope you're having a good time on your yacht <laughs> on the Fourth of July," because he raps about that in one of his songs. Oh yeah. yeah. All That's right. Funny. Well, let's get into the final news story of the day. Teachers still more effective at educating than Assassin's Creed. This is from Variety Magazine. According to a study of 40 students aged 12 to 17, testing the effectiveness of Assassin's Creed Origins Discovery Tour mode, where players are given a guided educational tour of ancient Egypt that has no impact on the storyline of the game, researchers found that the mode was nearly as effective at educating grade and high school students about ancient Egypt as a history teacher teaching similar information. Those instructed by the game saw a 44% improvement, while those instructed by a teacher saw a 51% improvement. But to be clear, the study was rather small and tested knowledge on a simple subject, and the test was taken right after the students had played the game or been instructed. What are your guys' first thoughts? Well, I know Chris plays a lot of, like, Assassin's Creed wow, games. Wow, what a so. nerd, dude. Yeah, yeah, well, not recently, but okay, growing so up, Have you played sure. Assassin's Creed Origins? No, I haven't. But I played, I think the last one I played was the one where they went to America. I don't know, Black Flag. Black Flag is last Black one. Black Flag is the best one. Yeah, that's the last one I played. It's cool, So you though. haven't played this discovery mode? No. But it's cool like i learned a lot i'd say not like a lot like i think i'd still prefer a teacher but playing those games like it's historical non it's historical fiction so there's some facts in there like the only reason i know what romulus and remus is in rome is because assassin's creed 2 really yeah what about you jake i never really played assassin's creed so i know nothing about anything what about just video games in general have you played any games that have taught you anything Pokemon. Pokemon turn Pokemon no Nintendogs taught me how, <laughs> how to take, to care, of your take care of a pet. How expensive certain pets are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyways, well, with the story, students said they found it easier to understand what parts of the information they were receiving was important when a teacher was present compared to the game. Obviously, you have the whole a teacher teaching to a test debate, keeping more on topic, stuff of that nature. Yeah, and like teachers can like categorize like how they're like what they're teaching, you know, like underlining things like this is the main topic and these are the subtopics yeah. about it. While like in a game, it's just information, 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 information. Like you don't know what you right. need to keep. Yeah, this pharaoh was more important than say how much water the Nile River can I mean like in like a game like there's no stress on what's important so you could miss all the facts about their lives but then like have like one little thing where like you learn that they like tomatoes or something and that's that's the thing that's what many of the students said they admitted they would be probably unlikely to do this educational mode and be more willing to play the game and not really but you could integrate the two I think I think it'd be interesting I think they talked about it in the article the limitations of the study because I think it's interesting to see like a year or two from now how much the kids remembered from the game versus how much the kids remembered from the teacher because I feel like if you're because a teacher shows you what is important right and then you memorize it for a test but if you're like you're choosing what's important for yourself via a video game maybe that'll stick with you longer and I'm also wondering if if they would like if they mixed the game so that it wasn't necessarily like you're playing this educational version of the game because I'm sure they the kids were playing this version and they were just like fuck that I don't like I don't want to play I don't want to play an educational video game as opposed to if they were taught all the same exact things in the main story of the game or like in like the main mode of the game like they, they're not being them. told that they're being taught things they just end up learning from their experiencing in the game if they would uh, retain it better yeah they'd retain, retain it better have like better. more yeah it'd be interesting to come back to this study a few years down the line yeah yeah. I'm very much I, I love huge history buff and I love games like these like games even playing like Civilization yeah, I I've learned so much more about Civilization or from the information and history but from Civilization yeah. more than I did in high school yeah. or Crusaders Kings or I've just been watching the, the History Channel show Vikings and literally I think it comes down to the point on no one wants to sit in a classroom and get lectured. I feel finding more interesting ways to teach people is a better way to learn things Right. because after watching this Vikings thing I was like okay I want to know more about Ragnar Lothbrok so I did extra research on him because I was interested in the character but I don't feel like you get that from somebody saying you know I don't want to call out Miss C, but basically she would sit there and lecture you for the whole entire class period at me and Chris's old high school. I mean, she yeah. she was a wonderful teacher. I don't want to like yeah. call her out, <laughs> just, but it was just like it up. wasn't. I didn't retain as much. as I yeah. probably don't remember half of what she said. Well, I'm wondering too if like because I remember the article was saying that they were interested in integrating more like film and like music and tele- television into like teaching these things too because that's like more interesting than being lectured to. So I wonder if there's a way. Like I remember in uh, oh. I don't know what class this was, but we would watch. Uh, uh, no, we no. Uh, it was history. We would watch. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Crash Course. Crash, Crash Course by yes. like John John, John Green, Green, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and that yeah. was always super interesting because he would make it fun. He'd make it like and like I mean, there's graphics, there's yeah. like visuals. It was cool. Yeah, Crash Course was Crash Course was cool. Yeah. So like learning ways to mix entertainment because entertainment will stick with you and education. I think is really cool. Well, yeah, and I think because this study kind of phrases it: video games versus teachers. Yeah, and I very much think they should work together add in things like you said add in things here and there to make these things more interesting because not everyone is as is interested in history as me and Chris are but still you need to find a way to teach these kids the thing they need to know I just watched the Jimmy Kimmel thing the other day where people couldn't even name freaking countries that was ridiculous that was ridiculous she was like where's a country Africa that's a continent oh I was like I saw one where people couldn't even name a single book like did you see that one (laughs) not the bible like they couldn't like he has to just name one book 
and they all laugh and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, a book. And they sit there and they can't do it. I mean, I know that's like they're choosing right, specific but those people, people exist. but still, yeah, yeah those like, people exist. It's not the majority, but yeah, they, they're out there. Those yeah. are all real people and they all can vote. So shout out to that. But <laughs> yeah. just like, they're all going to vote for Scott Lieberley. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's something important too about like being able to choose stuff for yourself. I think people like, like that better and they retain stuff better. So like if you, because people don't like history, like a lot of people don't, but there's some aspects of history I'm sure people would like. So if like, instead of just saying like read this one chapter if you got like four or five different things that are all kind of themed the same then people could focus on what they want and then learn about that and you'd still be learning history take the star wars prequels so you have like two different stories you have the very political story and then you have the jedi story yeah people like the political story people hate the political story and that's the same thing with everything especially with history one of the things i know they have that washington spies drama thing but i know a lot of people i'm not interested in like how the constitution came about i'm not interested in the politics behind the constitution i don't care but i do care about george washington and his spies that's pretty freaking cool yeah well yeah and like anything like you know if you look at any like political issue there's like yeah there's like the family dramas there's the actual conflict battles there's like yeah the spy sabotage stuff there's like things like social political factors that led up to it and like if you just give the kids a chance to like pick one of those that's interesting like they'll like it better instead of making everyone watch like battle scenes or like everyone read about a debate because it's like because it's gonna you're gonna alienate half people (sighs) but the issue is that like then you'd be missing a lot of the key points. Yeah, I think if you're going to integrate movies, video games, TV shows into your teaching, I think you have to also come up with a like game plan for that. Like that Viking series, like mm-hmm. they piece together a lot of stories, and when you read about it, they're like, oh, that was something that they made to add drama to the show. So I think it would be important for the teacher mm-hmm. to be like, you know, we watched this episode. These are the real things that actually happened. These are some of the things they right. played up for the TV and like, show. And like the musical Hamilton, using that to teach history about like the revolution and like things about Hamilton and Aaron Burr. I saw like a Jimmy Kimmel-esque thing online where they were asking like the Gen Z or whatever the people below us are about those figures and asking what race they were and they all said the race they are in Hamilton. None of them said white. Like kids growing up with Hamilton as like this main thing if you ask them they're like oh yeah he was like Puerto Rican or whatever and then went well Miranda is. That's just wild to me. Dominican yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah I definitely think there needs to be some like catch net to catch that information and be like he did kind of do these things but also boom this is yeah. what well, he looks of Hamilton in my head, I sometimes do think of Lin Manuel. And like I know Hamilton was like he's on the money, but I'm saying like he's on the money. Yeah, yeah. on the on the five dollar, right? Nope, that's, no, that's Lincoln. 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 He's on the twenty. Yep, he is the 20. No, 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 no. No, Hamilton's the 10. Yes, yeah, Hamilton's okay. the 10. Jackson's yeah. on the 20 because they want to replace him yeah, with Harry yeah, Tubman. Yeah, yeah. Harry Tubman, yep. Fuck Andrew Jackson. Hot Do you guys team. know who's on the $2 bill? Washington. No, he's on the $1, $1 bill. Well, he could be on both. $2 bill, bill is Andrew Johnson? Jefferson, I want to say. I think it's Jefferson. I could see. No, wait, who's on the 100? Uh, I've ben never Franklin. seen a $100 ben bill. Fr- yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Ben Franklin. Jefferson Jefferson is on the $2 bill, yeah. Well, that's just discredited all of us from the whole podcast. Let us know what we're talking about. We have no idea what we're talking about. seen money before. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is making education more important because obviously here in America, our education isn't the best. We're about in the middle. According to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development or OECD, most recent study in 2015, the United States is ranked 40th out of 72 in mathematics, 25th out of 72 in science, and 24th out of 72 in reading. So we're right in the middle. And I think it comes down to we had no child left behind, which was, I'm so glad that it's gone. That was the worst thing in the world. But I think it's very important that we make it more interesting. I dropped out of college because I wasn't interested in what I was learning. And I think it's very important that we get these young kids who we have social media where they can see all these amazing things in the world and we can't provide that same sort of incitement in the classroom. 
I feel like that's disturbing and that needs to change. Yeah, I feel like that's too, like what you mentioned, we don't put a lot of money or time into our ed- education system. So I don't know if there's a huge incentive for teachers to like, innovate. Obviously, there's always the discussion between military versus education. Do you guys want to guess the two budgets for 2019? Like percentage or like growth? Like how much it is? I just, have, I just have how much it is. Uh, education, education, $25. Military, $65 billion. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the military is at least six times higher than education. It's about 10 times higher. Yeah. $686 billion versus $63 billion. Billion dollars. God damn. That's like 63 Kylie Jenner's. That's so <laughs> almost, almost, almost. Yeah, she's not, almost. She's not there yet. The Get on that GoFundMe. Go. Right, It'll be linked in the description. That's nuts. And I feel like I just feel like you'd remove the need for military the more you educate people. Well, that's I talked so about this like, on the last podcast. Yeah. If you make smarter people, you make stronger people. You make scientists who can make plasma guns I mean, for cheaper. <laughs> That's I mean, true. look I mean, at yeah, look at what true. Elon Musk has done. He made yeah. a flamethrower for what, 150 bucks? I love Elon Musk. I'm sick of all the hate he's been getting recently. Yeah, he's been getting a I, lot of I, hate. Yeah, I, I do. Agree. I love Elon Musk. Anyway. But that's the thing. It's like that's a good thing you brought up. Is people hate? It's like, oh, we hate on Elon Musk yeah. because we think he's this super villain. But he's just this really smart guy who's trying to help. We like yeah. put this hatred towards smart people because we need to be the strongest people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just it's just a mind fuck. Uh, it's a big mess. We need more, we need more money education. Do you guys want to know who is what country tops all of those lists? Do you guys want to take a guess? I knew this one. It's, it's an uh, Asian country. Oh, Asian? Yeah. I knew this at one time. I don't know. Korea. South Korea. No. It's not. Is it India? It is Singapore. Singapore oh, tops okay. the list in all three categories. They have been recognized as the most technology-ready nation, city with the best investment potential, and both world's smartest and world's safest city. You know how big Singapore is? I don't know. Not that big. I mean, they're not compared to... You know, and yeah. that's one of the discussions is the United States is massive compared yeah. to these other countries. Well, it's like not homogenous either. Like there's so yeah. many different things in the U.S. It's hard to move as a unit. But the recent, our recent before Betsy DeVos or who's the worst person in the world, another day, another day, guys. Arnie Duncan, who was President Obama's Secretary of Education, literally said our education system was described as a picture of educational stagnation. We're now improving a little bit. We're from like 2000 to 2014. We are literally middle of the road, not improving. I mean, not decreasing if that's a good thing. Obviously, that was during No Child Left Behind. But I feel like it's very, to just get to the point of my argument here, I feel like it's very important to stress education. I think that should be the first and foremost thing that we do. Going back to civilization, the higher science you have, the more text you get, the more stronger you are, the more healthier your people are. Yeah. It's something that, it's one domino that knocks down all the dominoes. Well, and I feel like half, I feel like, I don't know if this is true, but it's like, my perception is like half the violence in the world comes from like people that want to like take over the world type people. But also the other half is like people that are like, cornered like they don't have a lot of resources they don't have a lot of stuff so it's like defense. you're talking about like other countries or just yeah well, it's like violence that happens because there's like the hitlers that are just like i just want to do this and like that's just what it is but there's like the countries where it's like they're resource poor or stuff like that so it's like, if you have more education i feel like there's less need to do violence you know what i mean like you'd less there'd be better science better resources everything be spread out evenly there'd be less need to like fight other countries to get stuff well yeah it's in the case of yeah if you're smarter you can run out of the resources here or go up to space find yep. resources in the space you need mm-hmm. uh, stuff of that nature unless you're annie <laughs> but also when you look at these stats everyone says oh we're in the middle but there's there's more to it obviously when looking deeper at the numbers accounting for ties and then the barely marginal differences between countries and their education so for math we are behind 26 countries in science we are behind 18 and for reading we are behind 14 so it's a little better when you look at that but not good enough if you want to say the united states is a world power but we're not even in the top 10 for any of the education things that's concerning to me well i think it's funny that people are always like like the america first say america's the best at everything but then you bring up education they're like yeah we're in the middle like that's fine yeah it's like like we're barely getting into the conversation yeah 
but, but they we're not making this difference. Yeah, like America's the best at all these things, and then but then you bring it's up like, education. No, it's not. I know you bring up education, they're like, well, that's fine. Middle's not bad. Yeah. I was like, why do you want to be the best of that too? Like, I'd be even okay with having the best military if we also have the best education. Yeah. It's just like so disproportionate. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much we put into the military. Well, well I don't know what stat it is, but it's like we spend more than like the next five combined or something. It's yeah. like China, Russia, all but like we spend that much more. It's like I understand maybe being competitive, like you want to spend first, but it's just aggressively more than like anyone else. Feels like we're on the same page here. How do we improve the education system? It doesn't need to be any, you don't need to go in depth, but I've been holding on to this answer for quite some time. I mean, I think affordable education, too. Do you think we need to spend more on children? Because right now, the U.S. spends the fifth most amount of money per student. Do you think we need to be number one? Or do you think the money we're spending needs to be allocated to better places? Probably that. I feel like a lot of schools get a lot of money and some get zero. Especially like inner city versus private. For this conversation, just so everyone's clear, it's just K through 12. Because we have some of the top universities. I think think I read there was like, we have eight out of the top 10 universities. So we're just talking about K through 12. But see, the university thing is like a capitalism thing, though, right? Because universities cost money. So it's like we have really good universities because we pay for really good universities. Like the K-12 is like a a tax-based thing. So we don't care about it as much because they're not making like profit off of it. You you profit off universities. So that's like incentive. If kids want to learn and kids want to be in school and the demand is there, and then I feel like you have to act accordingly. But I feel like it's not like a thing that's pushed in America. School's always thought was lame. Like, you know, that's always been the joke. It's like school's not fun. No one wants to go to school. And then it just stagnates, like we're saying. Like if kids wanted a good education, I think we would move in that direction. But it's not a demand right now. I don't know the exact quote, but like someone, like one of the major guys from Singapore basically said, you know, we're really good at taking tests, but Americans are very good at being creative. We are a very creative nation and sitting in the classroom trying to get everyone's on the same page when everyone wants to do these creative things or do that or do that is very difficult. And I think it's very important that obviously we decrease military spending, we increase educational spending, but we put that money and support our teachers. Because I feel like that's the biggest thing is we Mm -hmm. do not support our teachers enough. I have plenty of friends who teach and they're basically spending half of their paycheck to buy supplies for their kids yeah. just to give them an even decent, somewhat decent school yeah, experience. Because, like I think Chris said earlier, like teachers have a lot of money. They'll like they'll have more incentive to like yeah. make new and exciting ways for the kids to learn. So teachers are always stressed about being able to afford colored pencils. They're not going to like go home and like try to innovate their lecture plan. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like it's not. And like, yeah, I think that's I think we're using an outdated model of education, too, because like like you're saying, like I just remember growing up in the education system like there's really really smart kids that were creative and they wanted to do stuff so they'd be like jittery they'd talk a lot and like that was considered disruptive so then the teachers like shut it down you know but like, those are the kids you need to like foster their creativity and acknowledge like they just have a lot to say their brain's working fast so that's why they're like acting out but we're using a model where you have to like sit straight and just pay attention to boring lectures and that's not really fostering everyone's potential because you can't put everyone in a mold so yeah. it's like we have to add more education funding but we also have to change how we do education like make sure the kids are learning what they have to learn to be adults but also like that's kind of specialize as much as you can yeah i totally agree yeah well guys that was water cooler talk how did you guys enjoy it did you guys hate it i had a good time i had a good time i took a good poop in the middle of it oh geez <laughs> so I, I had a good i had fun you didn't flush or wash your hands but we'll talk smell about it. that i don't i don't want to smell he it. really wants us to it's smell a 4D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go poke okay. you in a stick uh but anyways we had some four interesting stories we had man arrested for stabbing man over seat reservations at the first purge we had a GoFundMe created to help Kylie Jenner net worth to $1 billion. We had Cocaine Cowgirl says she helped smuggle drugs so she could get Instagram likes. And the story we just talked about, teachers still more effective at educating than Assassin's Creed. Guys, what was your favorite story of the day? I, I got really into 
the Kendall Jenner story. Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. Kylie. Thank you. That's so amazing. Put some respect on her name. Yeah, I kind of like I like the Kylie Jenner one too. I don't know. We had a lot, lot to say. A I, lot of opinions. I knew coming in, one of you guys was gonna hate on the Kardashians, and I was ready for that battle. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Jinx hates the Kardashians. Hates Jesus. Them. All right. Well, when she becomes a multi-billionaire and runs the world and becomes president, would you guys vote for Kylie Jenner as president? No, no, not even a little bit. Not, no, I, I'd maybe support her for like Department of. Capitalism or whatever. I'm not saying. You know what I mean? Like, what if? What if? Somewhere. What if this? So she's turning 21. So she needs to be 35. So 16 years. That's yeah. four terms. What if Trump puts in a bill that he can become president for life? He's on his sixth term. Trump versus Kylie Jenner. Who are you voting for? I don't think we'd have voting at that point. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just a dictator. Yeah, it's like there'd be. A, I'd. I'd I'd probably vote for Kylie. If it was between the, the that's two, the only yes, two I would, options I would that vote was possible. For Kylie and we had decades of Trump and Kylie was our saving grace, sure. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'd do whatever at that point. Alright, well well Kylie Jenner twenty years. <laughs> twenty Jesus, we are bad in that. Twenty fifty something. Yeah, twenty fifty something. I'm in school for accounting too, so this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that was Water Cooler Talk, the number one comedy news podcast, not only in Minnesota, not only in the UK, but also in Sweden. Uh, make sure you guys can tweet at us. I'll potentially someday get on Twitter. You can tweet us at WCT underscore podcast on Twitter. And you can also keep sending your emails to watercoolertalkpod at gmail.com. And we just got a Facebook uh, page, so you guys can check us out on there. Have some discussions in the comment section. All right, guys. I warned you, pre-show, I always have my guests close out the show. Do you guys have some fire to bring? I just want to, here, I'll, I'll just put it this way. To prove my point at the beginning of the show of how easy it was to get a Marcus movie membership. During the course Chris, of this podcast. That is listen, bullshit. During the course of this podcast, I have in fact signed Jake up for a Marcus movie membership. What? And I can show you. <laughs> have you actually? 100%. Oh my, so this is you what did. <laughs> this Jesus. Is what I want to say. So next time you come at me. My movie membership knowledge, Jake. Thank you. Just think of me every time you go get those $5 movies and the free popcorn. So am I now able to use this membership? Yes. At the Oakdale Marcus. That's all I have to say. Are you okay with that, Jake? You will be getting a physical card in the mail that you can use when you go. Did you put my address in Yeah, your address physically. I might use my email, so I might have to change that because I don't remember. Bitch. But there you go, Jay. That's what I have to say. Do you have any, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, about? I guess I should feel blessed that now I have a membership at Marcus Cinemas in Oakdale. Uh, thank you uh, to everyone who supported me throughout this. Uh, thank you to uh, my main man upstairs uh, and Christopher Clayton Bales for uh, that membership card. Yeah, if you want to sponsor this podcast, send an email to uh, Watercooler Talk. Watercooler Talk. And if you want to hit up Chris or I, you can contact us at. No, uh, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> no, if you guys want to put your Instagrams on there. Yeah, Northern Knights Productions. Right. Hit us up. All right. Well, guys, that was Watercooler Talk. We have a new episode every other Thursday, and we may have a surprise on episodes coming up in a few months here. Anyways, stay tuned, stay frosty, and keep killing it. This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real.